coming up next. Book and it reads Jane Eyre. everybody, and welcome back to Booking It. I am, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my good friend, Mr. Matthew Killingsworth. How are you doing today, sir? Howdy. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, that's right. And uh, though it may be cliche, I dare say that um, we at, we on the Booking It team are very, very grateful for all of our listeners, and especially those who give us money. You mean thankful, because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 yeah. grateful, thanks, yeah, yeah. You just made it, like, Synonyms. not cliche. Okay. I guess that's good, though, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanksgiving is an opportunity to be thankful, Cooper, not to be grateful. You know, Matthew, by the time this comes out, though, it'll be like two weeks past Thanksgiving. Then it's time to be grateful. Okay. Thanksgiving is the time to be thankful. Right. Yeah. And would you be so kind as to define the difference? Spelling. I can't tell you how to spell either one, but I know there's a difference. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Fair enough. Yeah. So remember, after Thanksgiving, you can be grateful. Um, and then you can be grateful can be... while you're listening to your Christmas music after That's Thanksgiving. Right. It's correct. The only way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny, Matthew, is you know that that uh, days are getting dark when your Chick Fil A store is playing Christmas music already. Oh no, they're not really, are they? Yeah, they are. And mine. Because yeah. you you worked today, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Nice. We opened our dining room back up, which is fun. Oh yeah, we but... we did you open the playroom? No, no. We opened the playroom on Monday. Which yeah. I haven't had to clean yet, but I'm not looking forward to it. Because yeah, yeah. just the smell in there. I actually did have to go in there and like get one piece of trash out today. They told me to check it and I was like, I'm not wiping I'm not spending time in there. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> I saw a straw wrapper and I picked it up. My my younger sister a long time ago caused a nightmare for a certain Chick Fil A employee. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I've heard That's stories a story for like another that. time. <laughs> but yeah, oopsie. Anyway, <laughs> you could say that again. All right. <laughs> anyway, we're here today talking about Jane Eyre, classic Gothic novel by one Miss Charlotte Bronte or Kerr Bell, depending Kerr on the time you read the book. Yep. <laughs> right, Kerr. Um, but today we need to talk about Jane Eyre in a couple of different ways, but first I need to get your baggage on Jane Eyre. Oh, well, it's pretty boring. Kind of the basic, had to read it for school. I had never like heard of it before that. I've never even heard anyone mention it, believe it or not. So really just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, I kind of have a fun baggage with this. So gosh, it must've been five years ago, six years ago. And I should have my sister on to tell this, but when we were younger, mom got a junior version for us, mm-hmm. um, and it was an illustrated version, right? So, and I, I don't know which part it was, but I think it was the part where, um, what's her name? Uh, spoiler alert, Rochester's previous wife, when she attacked Mason, I think it was that part. And that part was illustrated very vividly, oh. and it apparently scarred my younger sister for a long time. Oh, wow. And so that was one of my first experiences with Jane Eyre, as I read the junior version. I don't really remember much from that read, um, other than it scarred my sister. Um, and then, obviously, kind of just heard about it through literary things and majigs like that, and then read it for school this year. 
Yep. All right. And then next, you need to do the book in 30 seconds. You know what? Can I do it this time? Yes. All right. It's going to be pretty short. Basically, Jane Eyre follows Jane Eyre. <laughs> but anyway, you follow her from a 10-year-old child living her, living with her aunt to her escapades at a boarding school, and then as she is a governess at a manor, and it follows all of the interesting and gothic twists that her story takes. That's the kind of the broad overview. Uh-huh. And I guess the first and most important question is, what'd you think? I don't know how you did that in 30 seconds, but um, <laughs> I liked it, actually. Yeah. It was no, yeah, I did too. It was on the uh, on the half, like on the better half of books that we've read this year, definitely mm, for sure. The for top sure. of topper portion of the list. It wasn't like it was probably like my top third favorite. Yeah, but I think Pride and Prejudice and Pilgrim's Progress. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. It was more entertaining than all the other books that we read. Yeah, it's like, true. It's, it um, is like you wouldn't think that Jane Eyre would be like the most entertaining book, but it is. It keeps your attention for sure. Yeah. So, let's see. Do you think that it was written well? Is that would you like that about it too? Yeah, I think so. I I liked the dialogue a like a lot, like how I liked the dialogue in um, Pride and Prejudice. But I just mm-hmm. felt like there was kind of less going on here than there was in Pride and Prejudice. Because just following like the one character. Right. No matter where she went, instead of kind of following a place, no matter what characters were there. Yeah, it's definitely a more interesting novel in that sense because it it's definitely it's. I mean, Jane Eyre is narrating it to you. Mm-hmm. Right, it is first person. It's, yeah. it's another. It's another thing, kind of like uh, what what you call it, took to kill a mockingbird, where yeah, the future scout is narrating her life back to you. Right. Yeah, and you get it's, some it's of called, that it's in Jane Eyre. It's this thing called like first person, I think. First person, yeah, first person narration, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it's interesting because you get Jane Eyre also commenting on her behavior and her life as well, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, um, but I think I like Pride and Prejudice better just because there's more going on. You're following like the love lives, I guess, of like several couples, yeah. and it was more interesting because you were more like fully involved because there were several things. This one, it was like her and mr rochester whenever mr rochester was around but then also her yeah. and um what's that other lady's name saint Ju- no oh aunt reed mm, yeah no the other lady not the aunt what is it uh miss Mrs. fairfax yeah, yeah 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 no the like the lady she went to stay with it's like at h or w or something what lady she what do you mean i cannot remember never mind mm-hmm. i forgot her name um, okay, but yes, it's basically just well those people too. It's basically just whoever, whoever she's around, that's what it's about, and it's not right. about like the other people that aren't around, which I feel like Pride and Prejudice was kind of about sometimes. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice did benefit from having a larger scope, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine this novel though written not written in first. Per- I mean, that's kind of a silly thing to say, but it would be quite different if it was written in first person. Yes. So Jane Eyre herself, the author, or not the author, the, well, the narrator, the main character. We talked a lot about uh, Elizabeth Bennet last time in our Pride and Prejudice episodes about how how much we found her relatable and likable. So did you find Jane Eyre to be relatable and likable in the same sense? Yeah, I would say almost more so than Elizabeth Bennet. Mm-hmm. I feel like those two characters were pretty similar. Jane Eyre was ways? definitely more similar to 
Elizabeth Bennett than to Jane Bennett, even though they have the same name. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were both. I mean, I felt like Jane Eyre was pretty like humble for the most part and open. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of kept to herself and just she thought a lot about stuff, but she didn't like say a whole lot. She just kind of observed and mm-hmm. she spoke when necessary. That kind of stuff made her seem like smarter and wiser. Especially mm. smarter than, or wiser than Mr. Rochester, who was just, like, blabbing his mouth the whole time. Yes, yes. And we'll get to him. And then she would just have, like, these, later. like, most of her responses to him would be like, no, no, that's not necessary or something. <laughs> yeah. He was kind of crazy. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. So Jane Eyre, as a character, did, did like, who was she in the beginning, and did, did she change, do you think, over the course? Yeah, I think she just kept, I think she just... In every situation she was in or every, like, little period in her life, she grew, like, kind of significantly to yeah. where at the beginning she had been a kid living with her aunt, and that's all she had never known, and she was, like, it was kind of like uh, Cinderella in the with her uh, stepmother and stepsister's situation type mm-hmm. thing. It was, yeah. Where the people that had loved her had died, and she was stuck there, and the the motherly figure, the aunt, loved the other uh, children so much better and she treated her horribly. So she got had to get out of there. And then once she was out in the real world, she was just like, she was open to learning or experiencing anything. Yeah. And yeah, Mr. Rochester was, I'm sure, a weird experience for someone who was not, who had not been like uh, out on their own in the world for very long. <laughs> yeah. A weird representation of like what the world is like because that's not at all like true. Yeah, and that's something that I probably one of the reasons why I liked Pride and Prejudice better than Jane Eyre was the sense of Pride and Prejudice was not not as strong as Jane Eyre in terms of wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Jane Eyre was more I'm gonna be a you know, poor plan little girl grow up a little bit and then find my Rochester and we're gonna fall blissfully in love and get married forever kind of thing and then pride and prejudice it's more like you if you relate to elizabeth bennett who obviously has her flaws and jane and um jane austen is telling you that she has her flaws and then you follow her and she changes over the course of the novel and you follow her as she views lydia and as she views other women right mm-hmm. and you see like you, when you come away with pride and prejudice you kind of feel more, more strengthened and encouraged to become a better either woman or man um depending on where you are right but then when you read jane Eyre, <laughs> or depending on which of, you are yeah yes uh it, it, yeah but if you read jane Eyre, it's just kind of a one size fits all you relate with jane you feel and i mean jane is relate, relatable she's likable and it's well-written book right because so there you, wasn't you there just, wasn't like a male character that was like you could learn stuff from it was like right exactly rochester don't ever do anything he ever did like right that's basically and, it, and that's saint pretty vague john and, even in saint john you don't want to like replicate him right either no, but anyway, uh, Jane Eyre, you, you just you find her and you you're like I can kind of relate to this girl, and then I mean I'm not a girl, but even I still find her likable, and you yes. you see her find a and in her eyes a perfect man, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, it's more pulpy <laughs> if that's the right word to use. I don't know. Yeah, I th- just think as far as like your question about uh, how she changed, I think it was just she learn from everything that she experienced because like mm-hmm. when she she was narrating it herself in first person obviously she was like and then i just wondered like why would he say that or why would he do that or like 
she was just wondering, like questioning everything mm-hmm. because she didn't really know. But like she, she, when she trusted someone, I mean, she did what they asked. And I don't know. I feel like it wasn't exactly gullible. I think she, if someone had like, well, I mean, she did. She's not gullible. She is sharp witted and things like right. that. That's why she won over Mr. Rochester. Right. But he also kind of like tricked her and, uh, and yeah. hid hid from hid things from her like his wife yeah <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that so because she just was kind of trusting but once she learned and spent time with him she was like this guy's kind of mysterious and he was <laughs> kind of mysterious yes. maybe he thought that was attractive I don't know and maybe she did <laughs> yeah I <didn't>. yeah. <laughs> yeah I know it's weird because I I'm pretty sure hang on let me check that Charlotte Bronte wrote this in her is it in Bronte or just Bront. I think it's Bronte. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, she was 29. Yeah. And she didn't get married until seven years after she wrote the book. So the Jane Eyre is... Or, sorry. <laughs> um, Charlotte Bronte is writing this, and she is, in a sense, very immature, kind of like Jane Eyre, right? And mm-hmm. so she doesn't really have a full idea of, of marriage and of men and of how that would work, I suppose. She can give her a pass on. So, Mr. Rochester, we've already been kind of touching on him. It is kind of a hard character to tackle because he is so strange and weird, and and yet it's kind of like, I don't know, this might be a very, very weird comparison, okay? I'm going to compare this to Twilight, all right? So, I don't know why anybody in the world would ever, like, find... Edward, isn't that the guy, the vampire Edward from Twilight, attractive? I've never read Twilight, by the way, in case you're wondering. But I don't know why anybody would want, like, find him attractive or anything like that. But in a sense, so many girls fell for it because it was just a wish fulfillment, right? But Edward is a vampire; it's just really weird. But when you compare him to Mister Rochester, you, 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 as guys, were like, that's kind of weird. And I'm sure a lot of people today too are like, that's kind of weird. Like, why would anybody want to fall for? him that's not he's not very attractive and yet somehow people find him attractive and so he's in a sense i suppose dangerous but we're true or false uh we both have sisters matthew true so is mr rochester someone that you would want your sisters to marry (laughs) uh no (laughs) okay why not because well one he was already married also, cool. he was just like a maniac, and he didn't really tell the truth to anybody. He kept everything a secret. Like, he didn't tell, um, he didn't tell Jane who. What was the caretaker lady's name that took care of his wife? Grace Poole. Yeah, yeah, Grace Poole. He didn't tell Jane who Grace Poole was for the longest time until she accidentally figured it out. Then he like made up another story and lied about her, and he never told her that he was already married, but he just like flirted with her the whole time. And then he also, like, avoided every question she asked about him or his past. And then he didn't tell his wife that he had, like, another girl living with them. And, like, he just kept secrets from everyone. And look how it ended up. Like, it should have ended up with him dying in the fire of his house or falling off the top. (laughs) But somehow it worked out for him. I don't think it should have. Yeah, in a sense, like, again, I've kind of been talking about it. This whole story at the at the end, especially the ending, is so. I don't know. It's so 
blissfully unaware, I guess. I don't know. It's like the whole thing of the weird stuff where Rista Rochester like calls Jane's name over the wind and she hears yeah. it and, and then she runs across the, f- she runs to meet him and he ended up saying the words and yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, and it's just like, that's not how like it would actually Anakin work. Padme moment, except it wasn't in the star Wars universe. So it didn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. 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 And didn't have John Williams music. Yes. <laughs> that's true. So is Ro- is Rochester then like a dangerous man? I mean, in a sense, or is is Jane or the book even dangerous for some for some women trying, or even some men, I guess, trying to find their soulmate? Mm, I don't know if you take the book seriously. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And if we were to compare it to. To Pride and Prejudice again, which is, I guess, it kind of begs the comparison. You look at those two, and I would gladly give Pride and Prejudice to anyone and say, hey, read this, and you're going to take away something that's going to make you better. And you're going to take some, something away from, from this that's going to help you, um, either as a young man or young lady, grow into who God wanted you to be, right? And to help you discern and find someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And yet, Jane Eyre. I'm not sure I would make that same decision. I mean, we agree it's a... I mean, it's a really fun book to read. It's very... It keeps your interest. It's very entertaining. And yet, I'm not sure that I would want to give this to just anybody and say, here, read. Read freely with no discussion. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. Well... If... If... (laughs) If someone's going to, like, read it as an example of what their, like, marriage should look like or what their uh, finding a spouse should look like, then, yeah, probably not. But I feel like most people that read it are just reading it because, like, it's a book. Yeah. I mean, that's why I read it. I'm not, like, taking advice from this book about how to get married or, like, how to be honest with the person I'm getting married to or anything like that because <laughs> it's not yeah. really a good example of that. For sure. I mean, Mr. Rochester, too, at the end, the author, Charlotte Bronte, tries to... I mean, in a sense, I'm not sure she... When when Jane first meets him and he first proposes, it doesn't seem like Charlotte Bronte wanted to give full... She didn't She didn't think that Mr. Rochester was that all that great of a guy, first of, first of all. And then at the end, when... He's humbled and he's almost lost his arm and he's blind. Then it seems like, yeah, but then it's yeah, just like it's... pity, and yeah, I don't think you should get married out of pity either. <laughs> yes, it's gonna ruin your life. Yeah, and it's almost like I don't know. You, you feel, we've seen Little Woman. It's you know, uh, Joe gets turned or if she turns down what's his name, the other guy, and then she runs Saint back John? and wants to get married. No, 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 sorry, in Little Woman. Oh, Little Woman. Oh, because I'm about to compare it I to. I have read John, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, have you seen the movie though? No. Any of them? No. Okay. Well, it's this part where the main character turns down someone else, and then she wants to get married to another guy who proposed mm-hmm. her earlier, but she doesn't really like want to get married to him, I guess. Hmm. But then in Jane Eyre, she gets she turns down Saint John, but would willingly go with him. But then she returns and. Wants to marry Mr. Rochester. Hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that if Charlotte Bronte had written this later in life that this book would have been more mature than it is? I don't know. I don't know if it's meant to be like a mature example of like advice or whatever you were trying to say. I think it's yeah. just like supposed to be a book. Like she just wrote a book just because she enjoyed writing and like wanted to make an interesting book. And it, she did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, let's not, I'm not trying to say this book is completely immature because there are some, there are some great parts too. Like with, when she goes back and talks to her aunt again, like that's a really, really great section of the book when she's, I don't know. She's willing to forgive her aunt and her aunt is hardened. Um, and then also the contrast between the two sisters, the one who was you know, lying around and so there's there's definitely good good mature stuff in here. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is a story. Hey, by the way, do you notice how many like comparisons there were to Harry Potter in this in the in the in like volume one especially? Wait, what do you mean? Like what well, first off, she he she lives with her aunt, um, and she has a bad experience there. And she goes to boarding school. (laughs) She goes to boarding school, and there's a bad guy. But there's also like the McGonagall teacher who's nice to her. Then she meets Helen, like her best friend, kind of thing, you know. Helen, that's what I was thinking of earlier. I think. Oh, Helen. Okay. Yeah. I guess we can talk about her. Anything you want to say about her? Oh, just I don't know. Good friend. Nice. She seems. Helen is another thing. I've heard a lot of things about Dickens. I haven't read any Dickens, and we're gonna read some this year, but. He obvious makes his characters either angels or demons kind of thing, right? Huh. It's either they're perfect human beings, and it seems kind of like what Charlotte Bronte did with, uh, with Helen, is she seemed just kind of like an angel child, too good to be true, you know, right. always good, and then always focused on Jesus and and God and looking forward, and then I don't know, mm-hmm. we you know what I'm talking about. We've seen that character a lot in books. Right, but I mean, it's. I always thought I don't really mind it as long as it's not the main character. Either. Yeah, exactly. If it's the yeah. main character, it drives me crazy. But yeah, because it. We talked about this again with Jane Eyre and with Pride and Prejudice. The main characters and are so relatable, and they're so three dimensional. And then the other characters are, they're they're very they're very well fleshed out, but they're not as three dimensional and detailed as the main characters are. Mm-hmm. Right, which makes it a lot better. Which is why, yeah. Because if if Helen was the main character, we would we would not like this book half as much. <laughs> We'd be like, well, that's an impossible standard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't relate to that at all. There's there's this book series that my mom started reading out loud a couple years ago. Um, it's called the Elsie Dinsmore series. I don't know if ever I don't, I've never heard of it before either. Um, and then it follows this little girl. Her name's Elsie Dinsmore, obviously, and she basically is perfect, and she's oppressed right by her her cousins and her everybody else mm-hmm. and it's just it follows her and she her dad she meets her dad for the first time and it all this anyway but it's it's so she's like she is helen's she is helen and then she like almost dies because her father didn't like her and then all this stuff and i just couldn't i could not take it anymore <laughs> because it was just this character is so perfect and everybody is against her and i was just like i, I can't I can't take this anymore. It's not... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's not anything else to say about Jane Eyre, how many, how many vampires out of ten would you give it? Um, 
Seven. Yeah. Um, I'll give it. Let's see, it's yeah, seven or seven and a half. I don't know. It's half of a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh, what do you call half of a vampire? Disgusting. Yeah, it's true. All right, I'll do some donor shout-outs. You didn't Where have an answer go? to that joke. You didn't have a punchline. Oh no 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 no! I was just asking. Yeah. Okay. Um, dumb, maybe Umbridge? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, let's I do some donor shoutouts. Where would someone go if they wanted donor shoutouts? Oh, this is not a trick question. Um, They'd go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash booking it and donate to any of the $5 plus tiers. <laughs> We've done this like 55 times. Yes, I know. Oh, we have a lot of episodes. We do. This is actually our 57th. Oh, wow. Okay. Donor shout-outs. I'm going to say the patron. You're going to say whether this person would like Pride and Prejudice or Jane Eyre better. Okay. Nana. Uh, Pride and Ooh. Prejudice? All right. Vampapian Wayla. The thing is, like, she probably actually has an opinion. <laughs> I don't know if oh. she's ever read either of these. I don't know. Really? Your grandma? I bet yeah. she has. Okay. Vampapian Wayla. Um... They, who's to say they have the same opinion? I'm gonna say Van Pappy likes Pride and Prejudice better. Actually, they both do. <laughs> okay, okay. His grandparents, Mike and Sylvia. Um, Jane Eyre. Mister and Mrs. Ratsky. Uh, I think um Isaiah's mom likes Pride and Prejudice, and Isaiah's dad doesn't really care about either. Yeah, like, I think that's probably fair. <laughs> All right, Uncle I Sevy. Could be wrong. He, it could be one of those things that he's just like randomly actually really into. Yeah, that's true. maybe. Yeah, yeah, Mike. If you got like a bunch of fan theories about Pride and Prejudice, let us know. Okay, <laughs> we'd love to read those. Yeah, fan <laughs> Uncle Sevy. Okay, uh, Uncle Sevy. Oh, Jane Eyre. Why not? Yeah, because he just got married and he's experiencing. You know, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> all of that, all of all of the the, oh, the beauty of marriages. All right, and Jane, and Uncle Sam, um, Jane Eyre. I'm trying to even it out now. Yeah, Moses. <laughs> you got to give me more than two options next time. Um, okay, Moses. <laughs> um, Pride and Prejudice. Zara. Uh, Jane Eyre. <laughs> Chris. I really want to name like a third option, but there's none. Um we never read we haven't Chris. read anything like this really. Um Jane Eyre. Alright. Anna. Jane Eyre. And Emily. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Alright everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time with a very special episode that will be released on Christmas. Remember to be grateful. Uh, yeah, be grateful and thankful. <laughs> okay. And make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash booking it. Support us for as little as a cup of coffee a month. Leave a five-star rating and review. And we'll see you next time. Keep on booking it.